Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. For more information, you can visit the Cinema Catch-Up Club's official Facebook page. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Or you can visit our website, thoughtjarproductions.com. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we would really appreciate your subscriptions there, so pick your service of choice. For more information about this and other podcasts we produce, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And now, for this week's episode. Avast ye landlubbers and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club podcast. I be ye captain, Stephen Platt. Thank ye very much for downloading this here bilge-covered episode. And I'm dropping the pirate act there, even though it is International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Woo! Arr! <laughs> exactly. See, see, yes. see it's, it's, it's only cute until 20 people have done that to you. Yes, that's true. Uh, we, we are an enthusiastic Motley crew here, and we are looking at a piratey film to celebrate the international Talk Like a Pirate Day. Is it a holiday, I guess, or is it just a thing? It's, I think it's just a thing. Okay, well, it's a, it's a thing, but it's a good enough excuse to watch The Pirates' Band of Misfits from Artman Animations. And joining us, we have, as always, someone who has seen the film and someone who has not. Our guest who has seen the film is Patrick Downs. Hi. How are you doing, you I'm, landlubber? Oh, I'm good, you salty sea dog. Excellent. And, um, uh, Patrick, you have seen this film. Yes. Is it a good film? Like, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah this, is, this is a really fun movie. Okay. I was going to add more to it. I'm like, no, you know what? It's fun. And I'll I'll leave it at that. Because okay. Are you I don't a fan want to of go the, into it too much? But yeah, that's fair. Are you a fan of the Alpen films in general? Like the Wallace yeah. I mean, I would say I I'm I'm a fan of them. I I haven't well maybe I haven't seen all of them, mm. but I've seen all the Wallace and Gromit ones, for example. Mm. You know, everyone everyone's seen them, but love those. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd say I, I I thoroughly enjoy the Yardman movies. And does this sort of like match up to what we get in like a lot of the Wallace and Gromit films? Does I reckon. Oh, mm, I reckon it's really. I reckon it's up there. Okay. Oh, you're gonna love it then. Well, aren't I you? I do like Wallace and Gromit as we've mm. previously established. And joining us as our guest who has not seen the film, it's soon to be dance teacher extraordinaire Ellen Sears. <laughs> I know we normally go doctor, but um, yes, soon to be doctor as well at the end of the year once my stuff's in. Yeah. Yes. How are you doing, Ellen? I'm very tired. I had a major dance teaching exam this morning. Exactly. Well, and you have not seen the Pirates film. I have not seen the Pirates film. What do you know about it? Nothing. Except now that I... I, I know now that it's an animation, having seen that, that, that it's an Aardman animation film um, from the, from the uh, DVD titles. That's literally all I know about it. I'm presuming it's about Pirates. But that's it. Well, I mean, that is a bit of a giveaway <laughs> on the title, you would hope. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, maybe not, guys. <laughs> maybe it's not about... No, it is. Yeah. Well, Slumdog Millionaire didn't actually have a dog that won the lottery. So, you so know... So, Stephen was very disappointed. Yeah, these things do happen. Um, and the reason we have you on here, aside from the fact that um, it, it's been a while, is also the fact that um, International Talk Like a Pirate Day is also your birthday. It is my birthday. And yes. I also I also share my birthday with Hermione Granger. There we go. So happy so birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Ellen. Happy birthday to you. Hip hip. Hooray! Hip hip. 
Hooray! 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 Oh, she's a darling <laughs> You, Yeah, the audience didn't think we were going to do the whole thing, but we did. Um, oh, dear. But with, with the with the crossover, the pirate, um, birth, pirate birthday, yes. um, because we don't really have a big international let's celebrate piracy day, probably for good reasons. But, well, yeah. But the international talk like a pirate day is sort of our... I, I guess our chance to express our, our love of um, those sort of swashbuckling um, caricatures of mm. people who are actually a menace and we probably shouldn't be celebrating all that much. Pretty much. Um, but but how, how has that impacted your he life? Knocks. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, you know, the, the, the song goes, they rape and pillage and plunder and all of those things are bad. Like, it's... Yeah, we pillage and plunder. And t- yeah. Um, the, the main thing about sharing my birthday with International Talk Like a Pirate Day is that it's, it's simultaneously very fun and very not at the same time. Very fun because one time, actually it was my 21st birthday, I was in Sydney and we were out on the town. Um, I was over there for a dance competition and there was a guy at a pub dressed as a boat. Like he was, he'd made like a cardboard boat. Like a pirate, like, like a classic like, pirate? Like a pirate ship. Okay. Oh. And he was dressed as a pirate. And I like ran across the street. It was like, it's my birthday. I, I just turned 21. I need a photograph with you. So, you know, there's cool stuff like that. But the problem is, is that I, I'm a performer and I work as like, I, I, I work as a dance teacher and as an actor and predominantly. And... Nine times out of ten on my birthday, I will be either uh, performing, doing a dancing exam, or there'll be, there will be something where I will be around other performers. And there's only so many times you can get your happy birthday in a day before you kind of just want to punch somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Patrick, can you hide the pirate flag birthday yeah, banner? I'll just put, I'll put that away. <laughs> um, look, we're all performers here to some yeah. degree or another. And I think, yeah. I think I can say unequivocally that... Performers are the worst people in the world. <laughs> yeah. Just, we love them. We yeah. love them. Yeah. But also, it's just like, we, we God, suck. you jerks. We really suck. Yeah. It's certainly in, in this respect. Let's say that you're just, you're trying to have a nice normal birthday, but there's it happens to be this pirate thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine that that's, being a nightmare. That's been my life the last couple of years. And this year, again, there's a show on, on my birthday. I'm not in it, but, mm. you know, we but have a show happening. So. You bet your sweet bippy there's going to be pirate talk. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, right. I've already resigned myself to the fact that I'm going to turn up for the uh, pre-show stuff and get lots of get lots of pirate-themed birthday greetings. Well, shall we uh, resign ourselves to watching this film, which we hear is fantastic? Yeah. I'm excited. I like pirates. I think they're great. All right. Those <laughs> of you uh, listening at home, pop in your DVDs and uh, prepare to board the Beagle as we watch The Pirates Band of Misfits. Stephen Platt here, just letting you know about another production that is coming up from the folks at Thought Jar Productions. It's a science fiction radio play series called Atlantis. It's currently being staged in Perth, Western Australia, and if you happen to live in the area or are very keen and want to fly in, you can come and see live science fiction radio play theatre happening before your very eyes. If you are unable to make it to Perth any time between now and October the 4th when the final show is staged, you can listen in online for absolutely free. Just head to atlantisradioplay.com, click listen online, and you can hear the episodes as they are coming out. 
There's also an attached survey, which is part of some PhD research of mine into science fiction theatre, which you can choose whether or not you would like to fill out. For more information, please visit our website, atlantisradioplay.com, or like our Facebook page, just search for Thought Jar Productions. Keep listening to the end of this episode, and you'll hear a little snippet from episode one of Atlantis, just to see if it's your sort of thing. And now, back to the Cinema Catch-Up Club. And welcome back, you bilge rats, to this pirate edition of the Cinema Catch-Up Club, because it's international talk like a pirate day, but we very wisely chose not to go with Somalian accents. I'm your host, Stephen Platt, and wow, joining me... Stephen. We have Patrick and Alan. How are you guys? Good. Good. Just bringing back that oh, hot topical issue. I really want to now. I really want to do a, a Captain Phillips, mm. you know, but I'm not going to. Well, because... you can't because I am the captain now, Patrick. Yeah, well, yeah. I am the but captain I want to now. do the voice, but I'm not going to. You know why? Because you're a respectful human That's being. Right. That's right. Excellent. Patrick Downs, <laughs> decent human yeah. being. Uh, we Woke just... AF. <laughs> Uh, we've just finished watching um, the pirates' band of misfits, or uh, an adventure for scientists, depending on which part of the world you're in. And that was your first time watching it, Ellen. Yes, it was. What did you think? It was good. You know, it was funny. You were saying before about like everybody's seen the Wallace and Gromit films. I, I have seen some of the like not the feature film stuff, but I've seen some of like the short cartoons. I know, <laughs> Steve. Mm. For those of you listening at home, Stephen is looking at me with. I a have, mix of disdain and I have work for, for you tomorrow. It's oh, good but but this I film, you've not seen. Tomorrow. Well, you've not seen any of them, or just some of them. I've or? seen, I've seen like maybe bits and pieces. Like the there was a TV show of Wallace and Gromit, wasn't there? It was like a series of like every couple of Shorts, years they do yeah. like a half Shorts, an hour. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah so I've like seen the like bits they're like the cla- they're like the classic ones. Yes. Yeah. So like, have you yeah. seen a trip uh, a day a day at the moon? No. Is, have you seen uh, the wrong trousers? It's a grand day out. Not a, uh, a grand day out. Sorry. Yeah. I know. I know of the wrong trousers, but I think that's mainly because no, no. no I think it's mainly because I, I on one of my VHS tapes as a kid, they had like an ad, like an advert for it. Right. Well. Right. Well, that's. I'm I mean, actually. I'm actually not sure if I've watched any of it. I think properly. Wrong Trousers might be the pinnacle Ardman. Well, I mean, like, long-term fans of the series will remember episode ten. We did all four of the uh, Wallace <laughs> oh, and Gromit shorts. Too. Yeah. Um, I like how you remember exactly what episode it was as well. Well, you know, I like, like I, see it into your subcranium. I like to pay attention to the work I do occasionally. Um, <laughs> but moving on from um, the education that is about to befall you from the works of oh, uh, Wallace God. and Gromit, um, what did you think of? the pirates film it was really fun mm. i feel like uh i feel like darcy would enjoy this because darcy enjoys claymation hello darcy if you're listening hello darcy yeah um, hi darcy i don't know who you are but hi darcy's my best mate they live in brisbane and the the claymation hi, darcy from brisbane <laughs> yes we well, yeah, hope you're enjoying this the claymation itself was um again it's it's what you come to expect from Ardman, but it was top notch yeah that yeah. beard oh man how how oh god can you imagine how much of a pain in the ass it would have been A to make and then B to maintain, especially like in the bits where he was opening his beard up with stuff in it, like that would have been a pain. Mm. It looks so good. It looks incredible, yeah. 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 And I think they use some CGI, but only to, yeah. to sign of um smooth over some of the you know, the imperfections. And I think the sky The and the, the backgrounds and the, and the are ocean generally effects, the background effects the CGI, I think. Yeah. Excuse me. 
yeah, the, the, the character models themselves are all plasticine, all stop motion. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's things like the backgrounds, you know, little mm. things like um, like flying whales through the sky. Like, the whale yeah. itself is still um, a stop motion figure, but the effect of it in the scene, yeah. it's, you know, things around it are added digitally, like things like yeah. splashes that are yeah, that makes sense. harder to replicate. Mm. Um, I, I think that claymation is just amazing. I've seen a couple of really good um, claymation films and um, shorts and things over the years and always just been like, man, like anything with stop motion is just automatically impressive to me because of the amount of time and effort that goes into it. I mean, like, you know, like hand drawing stuff, like, yeah, that takes a long time, but the, yeah. Mm. And I think that the, the, oh, the thing so that good. always comes to, to mind for me when it's watching these films is how quickly you forget it's claymation. Yes, that, that's the real moment of quality for me. I, I, like I, Patrick, you've obviously seen this before. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. Um, did you did you find yourself sort of forgetting that it was claymation? For, oh yeah, for... yeah, totally. Like every now and then, I'll because I was watching it with a more critical eye for the podcast. As I, I'll, I'll try and see if I can notice any of it. You know, like we just talked about Wallace and Gromit. Sometimes you can see the odd thumbprint or something on one of the characters. You know, that's part of the. Mm kind of part of the style of, of yeah. those of those short films but you didn't really see anything like that mm. in this one it's so polished yeah uh, and so smooth mm. in terms of like the actual animation itself is yeah. so smooth and you, you like you're right you just kind of forget that it's claymation it's mm. stop motion and you see these these figurines these char- characters do remarkable things like we see them doing like three pirates doing a dance routine on a stage there's river dancing rats. I've noticed they do a lot of river dancing in the films. So yeah. It reminded me of in Flushed Away when the rats in Flushed Away did a river dance there right, as right. well. You've obviously got somebody on this team who's really into Irish dancing. Mm. And I mean, that's fine. But it was interesting because either... Because obviously there's a lot of... In Irish dancing, there's lots of hops and jumps and things. Hello, I do dancing, mm. in case we didn't realise. Um, so either they've done something whereby they've got them on a wire so that they're up and about and they've been posing them that way. Or if you look at, they're actually all perfectly in sync. So mm. I'm kind of watching that and going, has that been done with animation? Have they used a little sneaky bit of CG? Or are they literally, like, is mm. there somebody with a bit of fishing wire behind it, like holding it up for those shots? Because mm. that would be really hard to do. It, yeah, I mean, I, I incredibly mean, hard. Obviously, to do. wasn't personally there, but my, I imagine mm. that it's somebody. You weren't. I imagine that. No, I wasn't. Oh, right. I know. I've been lying this whole time. <laughs> uh, or it'd have to be if it wasn't like a bit of fishing wire. It'd have to be like okay, I we've, got, your like, name was Nick we've got like we've got no. like a rod stuck into the back of this little plasticine mm. figure, and it's painted green, so we can paint it out later mm. using mm. CG or whatever. And then they're just yeah. But it's it's all really lovely technical things in terms of as as a story. It's pretty good fun as well. Yeah, um, I mean, fun. yeah, it, it comes from a, a series of books which are about these these silly pirates that go on these adventures, um, and I really, I, I just really it's enjoyed so it. So British, I was like, oh, it's lovely. It's kind of very horrible histories, and it is a little, yeah. The yeah. thing, the thing that made me uh, kind of go, oh yes, this feels very British, is when they walk past the policeman, and he takes off his helmet to say hello, and there's a sandwich under there, yeah. and it's just <laughs> never addressed. And I was like. That's that's home. That's this where is, I'm from. This, yeah, this is this is a very you film, and mm. I got that just from looking at the DVD titles. And then as the further we went in, I'm like, this is this is just it's such a all staple the pun film. shop names, all the pun shop yeah. names, yeah. and all of the little like one off jokes and things that they just kind of threw <laughs> out there. And mm. yeah, so much stuff in this. I was like, this is such a Stephen film. I feel like 
you would have really enjoyed watching this as a kid. You would have just been like, oh my God. I, I was thinking much the same thing yeah. watching this. I was yeah. kind of like, it's a shame I'm watching this at 28 and not eight. Eight-year-old me. Uh, eight-year-old me. Would have well, eight-year-old you this. would have lost your mind. Yeah, I'd have absolutely loved this. Um, and 28-year-old me is still very much enjoying it. Um, yeah, it, but it's it's reasonably, it's reasonably good fun. It's all, um, you know, it's, it's all very much in, in that sense of like, it doesn't ever feel there's a big risk. It's very much in that, you know, that feeling it's of like, it, it's a good fun adventure. It's a good yeah. time. It's clearly, you know, designed for a younger audience in mind. Um, but there's all those nice little nods for the adults as well. Well, and that you, was, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I think you might, you, well, go on with what you're going to say. Cause well, I, I was just, just going to say something we remarked a couple yeah. part way through the film when I think it was, he was abusing the elephant man. Yeah. Uh, Someone threw a, when a pewter mug at his head. Yeah. When yeah. pirate captain is like impressing Jane Austen and she like throws this mug at the elephant <laughs> man. This film takes like occasionally very, very adult comments or like very adult turns yeah. very quickly yeah and then and just kind of the leaves them allusions to some quite graphic violence as well you mm. know, yeah like oh i do like cap- running people exactly through, the pirate like- captain's like oh you're right i do like running people through yeah. you know and throwing throwing a mug at the you know that time i used babies as squid bait yeah there's <laughs> some really growing up jokes in there with some yes yeah, like i said some very violent illusions mm. which will probably kids won't quite grasp yeah or, but, or they'll hear and just kind of go, oh, yeah, that's, oh yeah, that's, that's silly. That's, but it's, it reminds me of the sort of humour that... I don't know if it's still prevalent in kids' um, media. I'm not super familiar with kids' media these days, but it reminds me of the type of humour that I grew up with as a kid, mm. is in that it is quite black. Yeah. Because growing up in Australia, as I'm sure you know, yeah. Ellen, we do get... Hit, we also get got, in the 90s, we got heaps of... British stuff. Yes, mm. we so did. we got pretty much all the same stuff you did. Yeah, so. we've had yeah. discussions about this, Stephen yeah. and I, about shows that yeah. we had that they didn't and vice versa. Yeah, but else. it's kind of like a almost like a swaps thing where we sit there and we go, yeah. okay, did you guys have um, Williams, Wish Wellingtons? Which <laughs> it's you like, did, yes. you did. Yeah. But yeah. then I'll yeah. ask, did you have reruns of the Clangers and have? To... And I go, what the yeah, fucking hell is a Clanger? Is. Oh, okay, it's. Again, it's actually similar. It's stop motion stuff, but right. it's from like the sixties, seventies era. Anyway, but it's the, kind of weird. But yeah, you so it's you like had monsters. It's not like the monsters, okay. but it's. I love the monsters when I was little. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's um. But yeah, so it, but you're, yeah, but you're but my, it. my point is, that it, it's got that very, you know, black humor to it that even mm. kids shows, especially when when we were younger, had to it. It reminded me of that. Yeah. Probably part of the reason I love the movie so much is it does take me back to laughing at things oh as a little I probably shouldn't be laughing at that but yeah. it's in a kid's thing so I can mm. yeah yeah and it's interesting like because occasionally there were even things there where I was going oh like uh, like the, the the guy who designed the airship he said but I mostly built it to look down ladies tops <laughs> and all the Victorian scientists just clap yeah. and there's one lady in the background raising her eyebrows like oh excuse me and I was like girl I and feel you Charles Darwin say he's obsessed with Queen Victoria's bum it, uh, I don't know if it was her bum. I just think he was her just... Bun, oh, was her bun. Bun, yeah. Was it her bun? Was it? I thought he said her bun. I thought he said Maybe bum. Maybe they chose bum. Because they did accentuate the bum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her character design was be brilliant. It yeah. was brilliant. I really loved how they did that and then how they utilised that into like her final form where it was actually like she was wearing like a robot skirt. Yeah. Yeah. Steampunk. Bring the steampunk in. Yeah. I love the fact that <laughs> she was the dual, villain. She's got dual ninja swords. That was <laughs> yeah. brilliant. Yeah. It was, it was so good. Some lovely design. Just great design work. Not just the beard, not just Vic. The fact that Darwin looked a bit like 
a monkey and look like his monkey assistant, Mr. Bobo. Yeah. Yep. Um, just really, really lovely little design touches. I didn't there pick there. it that it was David Tennant either until I saw the thing at the end. Didn't you? No. I thought the... Because mo- you, spent- you, you laughed at the very first line that Darwin said. I yeah. thought that was you going, ah, oh, David Tennant. No. Oh. No, that was me just going, oh, what a funny character. Hmm. But as well, I spent the whole film going, who the hell is number two? I know that voice. I know that voice. Why do I know that voice? Who is this person? And at the end, it was like Martin Freeman. I was like, oh, of course it's Martin yeah. Freeman. And the great thing the, is, you the idiot. whole movie's a bit like that. Yeah. But yeah. the great thing is, number two looks like Martin Freeman. That, yeah. That's the really yeah. weird thing. Like, like, a, like if he was tall. Yeah, like most <laughs> of the other characters don't really look like themselves. Like Hugh Grant doesn't look like no. the pirate captain. See, he was the big one for me mm. when I first watched it. I did not realise it was Hugh Grant. It was Hugh Grant. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I do think he's changing his voice. He's making it mm. yes, a bit is. less, oh, I'm Hugh Grant. Oh, so awkward. Oh, no, no. He's, he's yeah, doing he's, a bit he's more acting. of a... He's, he's acting. acting. He's yeah. acting. <gasps> he's acting, but he's not Hugh, Hugh Grant acting. Yeah. No. He's making him a, a very arrogant bombastic character and he's really good he's he great really he's good. Ama- I, I mean everyone again, is great but he's again, brilliant i didn't pick him i didn't pick him until i no. got to the end i remember you saying when you were going through the imdb trivia troll you were like oh my god like mm. the cast in this i was like don't tell me anybody i don't yeah. want to know yeah i mean imelda the- Stoughton though oh yeah. perfect yeah I, yeah she's I, brilliant did, I love did her. you pick it was her no i didn't yeah. but when it came up i was like of course yeah of course that even knowing it going into it i didn't recognize it as imelda Stoughton. like it was listening and going no she's she's doing a great job here yeah whereas for example for something a bit different brian blessed is so obviously brian well, blessed yeah, yeah but he's the pirate king and like when they're going oh should we get brian blessed in you're not going oh should we get brian blessed to play something it's you're getting brian blessed to be brian blessed yeah. but yeah. he was also like elvis which was great yeah, yeah. like elvis pirate An elvis king. inspired pirate king yeah. so good and they're just the, everything is just so beautiful and like the way they use tackiness yeah. I think is really impressive. Like the awards, like the fact he's got like th- this weird like tiger striped. I love that coat. When, he, when, when, he, when he becomes rich, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just the dressed, pimp like, coat he's just dressed like a pimp. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pirate pimp. Yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. But I think it's um like for for all its silliness and for all its um it's like reasonably um varied humor. Mm. I think the story in it is is pretty good. Like the central morality tale of um playing around with fame uh, or infamy. Yeah. And the yeah. importance, because infamy is quite important to pirates, um, particularly things like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. You look at those first couple Jack of films. Sparrow. Yeah, before Jack Sparrow. Captain, Captain Jack Sparrow. Exactly. And yeah. Yeah. like in that first film, he's all like mm, Captain Jack Sparrow. And it's that whole first film is almost that character just sort of like proving he has those adventures. He, yeah, he, yeah. He, he actually is a worthwhile pirate. Yeah. That, was actually, that was actually the top of our list for pirate films, but we couldn't find anybody who hadn't seen it. <laughs> I imagine it'd be hard. Yeah. Everybody had seen it. We movie, were yeah. like, oh, yeah. man. Disney did well with that one. They did do well with that one. They've still, been the, kind still of... maybe, maybe controversial opinion. Actually, no, it's not. I still think it's the only good one. The first Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. The first yeah. one was um, absolutely brilliant. I, I will say. Yeah. I love the first one. I think the first one is the best standalone film. I really liked number two. I thought number two was a pretty cracking film. I think the third... I'm trying to remember which one number two was. Number two is the first one with Bill Nye as Davy Jones. Yeah. Right. Who was in the bucket? What happens in that one? Who's in the bucket? Um... So, it's not. It's 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 the it, it, it's okay. not the one where Jack gets trapped in the the weird desert. That's the third thing. one. Okay, that's the third one. Yeah, that one was okay. Yeah, yeah. the second one. The second one is a pretty good rip roaring adventure. Yeah, okay. And it ends on uh, to spoil the second Pirates of the Caribbean film if you've not seen it. Um, <laughs> if you've not seen it, Disney would like a word with you. Um, it, it, that's the one that that finishes with them having to like go and find Jack. 
Um, oh yes, okay, yeah, that one, that one's yeah. good. That, that, one's that good. one also introduces yeah, the kraken, right. and yeah. I thought they did a good job with the kraken. The use of um, the humor in this in this film, as we discussed, is is obviously really lovely and very mm. very important. Very bleak, very black, but was very the, British. Was there any particular jokes that stood out for you? Oh, there are heaps. I love the continue. I love the the continuing jokes. Mm. So. You know the the river dance recurring mm. theme. I love suspiciously curvaceous pirate. Yes, <laughs> that's one I of like my favourite f- running jokes throughout the entire. I like movie. the fact that it's not addressed at all. Really, like nobody ever. No, no, she doesn't yeah. get found out. Yes, there's a slight sort of nudge at it towards the end, yeah. but it's not. It's just something that is there. Yeah. Um, I, I also like there's just so like something one of my in the look of yeah. of the suspiciously curvaceous pirate. Yeah. Um, that is, or surprisingly curvaceous pirate, um, that is um, yeah. the, the thing about that where you look at it and even though you're looking at a bunch of plasticine models, you can look at one and go, that's wearing a fake beard. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really lovely the way they She's do that. She's got a slightly yeah. pink coat. Yeah. Oh, she that must one, be that a one's girl. That clearly a woman. Yeah. But yeah, like, like you say, Ellen, it's never addressed. And I love it, that. And it's so much funnier because it's never addressed. It's yeah. Like, no, yeah. It's, no, I love she's that. She's just, well, that one is surprisingly curvaceous pirate. Yeah. Yeah. I also really like uh, Russell Tovey's Albino Pirate. It's very oh, yeah, nice. I love Russell Tovey. Yeah, little squeaky voice pirate. Yeah. It's, it's just it lovely. I think you're a loser. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm spinning in a diamond. Wee. <laughs> And then, yeah, just, it's just a great cast. I mean, Brendan Gleeson's in this, and he's sort of... Yeah. I, I almost feel he's a bit underused, in a sense, as the... Yeah, that, the, the, the pirate, pirate with gout. Yeah. Yeah, he can... Um, he's, he's, it, it, you're right. He's not but given a huge amount to do, is he? He's just sort of nice there as, having him there, I guess. He's just there as kind of like a vaguely older, slightly gross pirate. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, not, it's not like... It, a character that we've not really seen before and like Brandon Gleeson's voice does does add a lot to it but mm. it, do, it does feel as though that character is a bit underused it almost feels that yeah. he sh- he would be the number two were if we didn't have number two essentially probably it yeah, almost feels yeah, as though we, that yeah, yeah. They may- but then also you need number two as the straight man because there's no straight there's no none of the other characters can be the straight man you yeah. need yeah you need the level-headed character in um, who's going in number oh two well, and, and, and who hmm. can actually see all the yeah see through all but of the, um but but yeah I don't think pirate with gout would give you that same you'd be no. missing oh. that that dynamic yeah mm. um, um, I also really enjoyed the design of Polly this little dodo. dodo I and really the dodo didn't make a noise mm. really at all was yeah. just kind of squawked blinking. a couple of times that was about it yeah. though yeah. and the rest of the time we just sat there blinking just quite content she's really cute sit. yeah she i really i really cute. cared for that for that dodo i was surprised how much i cared <laughs> mm. and like even though i'm there going they're not going to do anything to the dodo i'm i'm i'm, I'm not concerned yeah, in that yeah, sense yeah. but i was still like oh, i really hope the dodo gets out of this at yeah. the same time <laughs> which is a weird thing to feel for an extinct creature but yeah. there you go but, but that's also part of the reason why i think is because it's the last she's the last one yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, the, the the way they did that that relationship between those two was great. Um, my my own favourite joke mm. uh, from the film though was with um, Mr. Bobo when Charles is whispering with him at night, and the sign says oh. "but," and then he says "shh," and he pulls out another sign with a smaller fonted "but" on it. Oh, That's good. That's I, great. I absolutely love that sort of joke. There was yeah. there was a comic I read like when I was like eight or nine, and it was. Um, these guys robbing a bank and they go all right don't say a word and then the bank guard just has a speech bubble with nothing in it next to him and it's <laughs> that sort of thing will always that's, um that's really fun yeah, yeah and i really loved how how well they use that in this film yeah um 
and the variety of the way they use the cards for Mr. Bobo. It's yeah. just all, yeah. and it's it's just blending those different types of humor that I, I, ultimately, like, it's not an outstanding film. It's not one of these films that's, you know, yeah. e- even amongst the Aardman films, it's not going to be remembered as, like, their greatest achievement. All right. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I don't think it will, personally. But it's a great, fun film. Yeah. It's it's so lovely. I love the fact there's Monkey Island references on stuff in the background, yeah, like all yeah. the beers called Grog. The design of the other pirates, um, and and the fact you had people like Lenny Henry and Selma Hayek, like yeah, just the other, just doing these yeah. bit parts, but doing them so well. Yeah, um, it was just really fun. Um, mm. It's just tremendously, tremendously fun. And the other bit of humour I just thought of was um, Queen Victoria and the Dumbwaiter. That was that was yeah. yeah. Oh my god! When kind of boxed in like yeah. a square shape, big like, big mad face. Ah, yeah. oh, it was so wonderful. <laughs> that it's just yeah. Um, but I, I, I do feel as though it's just not an outstanding film, though. Like, it, it's sort of... I, it, it's great, and I really like what Ardman do, but I also feel as though I've seen this sort of film before, in a sense. Right. Like, maybe not in the Ardman style, but, you know, that kind of... I think we've seen, like, that kind of, like, silly crew of hangabouts type... Uh, same sort of scene, yeah. same sort of... Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel as though it's something that's been very common post Shrek like Shrek kind of really doing that sort of knowing nudging and wink type um humor I think Mm. is something a lot of other things have have run with since and I know Shrek Shrek wasn't the first thing to do that no but but I also think this is a bit diff well you know I I think this is better than Shrek in a lot of ways because I think Shrek Mm. is quite um like especially as I get get older and I haven't seen it for years but you know at the time, it was obviously very um, fresh. Fresh, yeah. Um, but it's a little on the nose, you know, with yeah. its references and its jokes. It's like, okay, like that's pretty. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, it's a, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like this. Their, their culture, pop culture references are all mm-hmm. a bit like, like I say, on the nose. Whereas I think this one is much more subtle, and I think much mm. more clever with the way it uses. Mm. That style of hmm. humor, where it self-referential comes humor, self-referential yeah. humor, and, and also twisting twisting the conventions around. Yeah, I mean it yeah. is, and I, I thought it was brilliant. Like I was smiling the whole way, mm. but I do feel as though it's, and particularly with it coming out in two thousand and twelve, I, I feel as though it was like it, it's very much a product, almost of of its time, uh, in terms of like to, to call something of its time from six years ago. But but it does feel, you know, just kind of like those films that were like in reaction to. Shrek did well, so everything tried to sort of mirror that kind of like knowing oh, humor. That's interesting. So I don't think that at all. I yeah. think it, I, to me it feels quite. It, to me, it doesn't feel like it's a, it's a response to anything. It doesn't feel like it's trying mm. to jump on any bandwagons. It's to me, it feels very mm. standalone. You know, it's like it's something that they wanted to make. Yeah, and also because it is based off a series of novels. Yeah, yeah. That presumably has a similar sense of humour. Yeah. I, I the... would say as well, the novels have probably been published in the early 2000s. And yeah, but early it, it, to it, mid-2000s. It, yeah, yeah the, the reason I make the Shrek comparison is because of the novels. Um, right. Well, Shrek's based in a book. Exactly. And it was, all, but it was all that kind of thing. Of, I sort of feel what happened is... Twist the fairy tales around. Let's do this as a subversion of what Disney does. Yeah, and, so, and then it became, all right, what can we do that with? And in this case, you've got these books which do it with pirates. Um, and again, it's not to be critical of mm, it because yeah. i think they do it really well but it, it just there's a little bit of it just from watching it where even though it's Ardman and i i love what they do and and i enjoyed the film it does feel as though it's 
it, it's sort of of a piece of, of a I time and of a piece. I think it's kind of also impossible. Like no artwork exists in a vacuum. Yeah. So whether you want to be influenced by what's come before you or not, you're you're gonna be. Yeah. If you're and if you're the kind of person who was you know working on animated films, then you're gonna go and see other animated films just yeah. to see what they're doing. Yeah. So so yeah. So in terms of the Ardman canon, Patrick, yeah. um, where does this film with a lot of canons? Um, where does this where does this sit? Uh, quite highly, um, like this. This, like I said, I, I do really enjoy the Arvin film. There's, there is a few I haven't seen. Mm. Okay, um, so there's some of the, the feature lengths I haven't seen. Yeah. So in terms of the feature lengths, there's Chicken Run. I've seen Chicken Run. Love um, it. Uh, Curse the Weir Rabbit. Seen that. Love it. Yep. Yep. Uh, obviously this one. Yeah. Uh, Flushed Away. I haven't seen Flushed Away. Okay. Flushed Away is an interesting one where I feel Flushed Away is much more sort of pop culture referency but right. but still very british in the way that it does its thing yeah uh there's early man which is the most recent one which neither of us have seen no. um and was there there's a christmas one as well or is that something else that wasn't it didn't they make a christmas one um if they did it's escaping me um but but in terms of those ones that we in terms of those ones um so look I, and, I, and i put them separate from the wallace and gromit shorts as yeah well i think i think they have to be they kind of have to be kept separate i think because they are just so great, mm. and they're also very different. And very, very different. I think it's, I think it's up there with um, Chicken Run, probably number one. Because mm-hmm. I do love that movie, and I think this one sits on par for me with with Curse of the Were Rabbit. Okay, I think they're both really enjoyable, very, very funny movies, mm. and I can't really pick a favorite of the two of them. Arthur Christmas was the Christmas That's one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that one either. No, I haven't. So I can't, I can't make a comparison there. For me, um, I would put Curse of the Weir Rabbit at the top. Yeah, okay. I know it's obviously it's a Wallace and Gromit adve- adventure. Yeah, yeah. But I also feel as though they they did such a good job in turning Wallace and Gromit into a feature length film, which was the True. big worry yeah. going into that. And it's just a really fun standalone story. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I think it's... Oh, this is really hard. I don't like ranking them. They're, oh, they're... you started it. I know, I know. But now I've realised what, what a horrible mistake yeah. I've made. Yeah. Um, I would probably then go Chicken Run, Pirates Flushed Away, probably in that order. Right. Um, and that's not to say that Flushed Away is a terrible film, but I did rewatch it about six months ago and I felt as though it had slightly... It felt slightly dated. I remember when it came out, and I remember seeing it advertised and going, "Ah, this just doesn't look like the kind of thing I mm. it's, want to see." It's good fun. It's silly, and again, it's um, you know, it's it's a, it's very charming, and it's got mm. lots of great um, late reference, uh, great references, and um, use of pop music in quite effective ways. Right. Um, but, but yeah, that one does certainly feel as though it's it's aged a bit. Whereas, like you say, Chicken Run and and um, Curse of the Weir Rabbit, I think, are just outstanding. Yeah, I think they they I think they, and I, I I disagree. I think I think a lot of Ardman films are going to stand the test of time. Oh, and yeah. I I think this one will as well. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but yeah, I, I think Chicken Run is almost flawless. Yeah, I don't want to be a pie. Yeah, I don't like gravy. Like yeah, it's so. I haven't watched it in a very long time and I want to now, mm. but it's so sharp. Mm. You know, the, the story and the, and the, and the, the humour, everything is, is just so sharp and the, it looks beautiful for mm. a, quite a dreary film because it is a knockoff of the you know, Second Escape. World War, yeah. Great Escape style movies. 
but yeah, it, it's just it's designed to be. I remember seeing it when it came out in cinemas. You know, when I was I would have been. 12, 13 ish. Mm. Yeah. Back in 2001, 2002. It was 2001 from 2001. So, so, yeah. Yeah. so, I would yeah, have been. 12, 13 ish. Yeah, I would have been thir- 13, depending on what time of year it came out. So, mm. I remember seeing it back then going, oh, this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> this is so, so. And then we had it on cassette for a while as mm. well. Needs so, more thrust. What? <laughs> What's she saying? Needs more thrust. Thrust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and see, that's just it. I don't feel as though we get those like moments in this film. There's a couple. I, mm. I feel like we get less of those iconic moments with pirates, though. Sure. Like there sure. are some great ones, like the like the using babies as squid bait line is funny. Yeah. But I don't know if it's something I'm going to necessarily remember a year from now. F- fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it could that's also. Fair yeah. But I did watch Chicken Run at the time it came out, and I watched this as a 28 year old six years after it. That's came the other out. thing as well. Is I try to remember. Is, like I say, I watched Chicken Run when when it first came out. We had it on video. So we would watch it all the time as kids because I had two younger siblings as well. So they used to watch it all the time. Um, and it's one of those ones that just kind of... Eminently quotable. Yeah, and kind of just permeated, you know, our, mm. our childlike brains, mm. you know, to kind of get stuck in there. Yeah. And I feel I like... I like that it, with Monty Python. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> I still love this movie. And I think going back to what you were saying, if we saw this when we were children... Bob. It would probably be the same thing, you I, know. I, to to go back to it, I actually think if I if you'd show me all these films as a ten year old, this is the one I would have probably the most most liked. Yeah, and and I agree, and that's what I kind of why I still think it's brilliant. Yeah. You know? Um, Ellen, please tell me you've seen Check Him Run. You know, I actually don't know that I have. Ooh. I'm sorry. I've I've definitely seen little bits of it, but I mm-hmm. don't think I've seen the whole thing. Okay. Well. At least we know when we get to it later on the later episodes, we know who to call. Right? <laughs> uh, so don't watch the it. The one who hasn't seen any of the Arvin stuff. I can't believe. This Blame is... my parents. They bought me. I'm like, surprised Princess you can run this. Yeah. You know, like like you said, we were sort of. I mean, I guess we were slightly older, but yeah, you know, we we're kind of in that age range for it, and it was yeah. sort of maybe one of the first feature-length Hardman ones? I'm looking at you, Steve. I think it was I think it was the first feature-length yeah, because before yeah. that, it's close shave and wrong trousers. And yeah. plus, these things take them years to make. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, would you guys like some trivia about Absolutely. a band of misfits? Um, there isn't a huge amount on the, on the old IMDb page, but I picked out some of the best bits. Um, in real life, Charles Darwin was a member of the Gourmet or Glutton Society, which involved eating unusual animals. Oh. So not necessarily the endangered ones like they were depicted in this film, mm. um, but they ate creatures such as parakeets and owls. Oh. Creepy. Victorians were weird. They were. Also, these, like, these, yeah. are owls that strange? In, he- I mean... I mean, they have really... owls in the UK, right? Yeah, like, yeah true. But parakeets, maybe, but, but owls. Like... It was more the fact that they're eating them. Like but, owl isn't yeah. exactly something you find on yeah. like your average. You, nobody goes to KFO. You know, nobody's eating Kentucky Fried Owl. Yeah, I, I guess. But I just, I don't know. I guess that one doesn't just doesn't seem as strange to me. You know, it's like eating a pigeon. It's like, well, yeah. You know. I can't say I've eaten a pigeon. If, but if, but if I eat pigeon. I mean, if, if I went mm. to a place that served pigeon, I would probably think, oh, it's kind of like some sort of exotic gourmet or glutton society. So, I suppose, I suppose. Yeah, And, you know, they're gluttons. They'll eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's, it's weird now to eat an owl. Get a little rhyme when, for you. <laughs> <laughs> when was it the least weird to eat an owl in history? I just Patrick? think maybe, I don't know. Probably I guess, the Victorian era. I just, yeah, right. I just think, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why this is stuck Ancient in my core Rome. so much. Because Ancient it, Rome. I, Mm. Let's go with that. Yeah, I don't know why I've, this has bothered me because it, you're right; it is weird to eat now, but it just seems like compared to a parakeet, 
it's not that weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a there is a gradual scale of okay. What's the weirdest bird to eat? If I, if I gave you all of the ornithological Ooh, options, so all like, of them, is it a penguin? No, penguins penguin. are great though because they'd have lots of fat on them, be, so they'd be, be really it good. It would be weird to eat one though. It would be weird to mm. eat one though. Weirder than an owl. Yeah. But okay, but okay. thinking about like eating, eating eating a penguin, I just imagine like you know when Chewbacca was trying to eat the porgs, that's what I imagine a penguin would be like. Like if you roasted it up. See, I think they'd be fat, it'd be more blubbery. Yeah, like it would it would be very. You really have to blubbery, render that, that fat kind down. of look. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay, so at the moment, it'd be really penguin. good if you were starving. Is there a weirder bird to eat than a penguin? Like, is an emu weirder? No. No, I've eaten no. emu. I've eaten emu. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> Aboriginal people ate emu for. We are okay. My we know, are the only country 60, that eats our coat of arms. Years, so you know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So emu. <laughs> so, Emu's not weird. Pelican. Still, penguin's still weirder than penguin's a pelican. Still to me. Okay. Budgie. There wouldn't be very much meat on them. No, that but, seems but, like but a waste. let's say you've got like. What about food. a willy wagtail? That you've would be got weird. Like 30, nah, is it like, weirder to have like a spit roast penguin or thirty budgies on a tray? I don't. I still. It's the the. You're. I think you hit it with the penguin, man. Because like, think about like with its flippers hmm. and everything, and it's kind of upright. Penguin on a stick. Yeah. A condor. A condor. But you, you know, you you once. I'm thinking like post but, post butchering the bird. Yeah. It would kind of just look like a big chicken. Yeah. More or less. A penguin yeah. still would look like a penguin. Like it's got a long, elongated body. So, so if I gave you like an American bald eagle, you reckon it would still look? No, enough? you can't because they're endangered. I this in this situation. We're going back to the 19, 19th yeah. century. We're going back we're, to we're, oh, all, okay, all great. the birds. We're, are we're members of the glutton or what was it? Gl- gourmet society. The gourmet or glutton society. Gourmet or glutton society, and but we're going to eat are, ourselves a bird. But birds, of, birds of prey would not be good <laughs> because they wouldn't have very much meat on them because they're really. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's not about whether they're good about to a eat. Seagull. It's seagulls about, would probably taste good. I reckon drunk people have eaten seagulls quite frequently. <laughs> it's a, it's a question of the weirdness. Like, yeah. Is yeah, it, I think penguin. Yeah. A flamingo maybe. Oh. Or like a stork. A stork. Yeah, something like that. A flamingo. Their legs weird. would be flamingo, weird. Flamingo with the <laughs> neck. I'm thinking the neck. The drumstick would be oh, a pain in the ass. Chicken necks are somebody nice else though. Would, somebody else would yeah, have to hold so the drumstick. Long. Yeah. Well, you'd get a lot more meat out of it if it had a long neck. <laughs> if you were trying to eat a flamingo drumstick, Alan would have to hold mine so I could eat it over here. <laughs> you just hold, it's like, you know, when you pull a Christmas cracker, except yeah, everyone's yeah. just like feeding each other. <laughs> so maybe a flamingo. Yeah. If you have thoughts at or home. Or a toucan. Without oh. its, with, but don't take its head off. You know so, what I mean? So you that, keep, it gives you a beak. good. It'll give you a good so you've handle. Got a roast bird with a big multicolored beak. <laughs> it, but that would give you a really good handle to hold on to, and then you could just like munch on the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. No, I'm still thinking penguin. I think just the body, <laughs> the body of a butchered penguin that's that's spitting. It's you know, it's turning slowly on a oh, spit. Okay. Would look so weird. Fairy penguin or emperor penguin. Oh yeah, emperor I'm thinking penguin. like emperor penguin, yeah. like the emperor big, the penguin. big, the big yeah. MF penguins. Like yeah. you know, if you have thoughts at home about which bird is the weirdest to eat, uh, you can email us at info at thoughtjarproductions dot com. Yeah, and tell us how wrong we are. Yeah, <laughs> trivia point number two. <laughs> that got so weird. <laughs> um, the inhabitants of the plague ship are clearly lepers and were named as such in the trailer. However, the word leper was removed from the finished film after complaints from a leprosy charity organisation. Oh, all right. Well, fair enough. There's an up in arms joke here, and I'm not going to make it. Yeah, I mean, there, I there is there. You're right. There yeah. is a joke there. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, leprosy is not funny. No, except for in this film. Hey, kids, let's rap for a second. Yeah. You know what? Leprosy, it's not funny. <laughs> 
On entering Blood Island, um, a sign can be seen saying Twinned with Western Supermare, which is a seaside town close to where the Ardman Animation Studio is based. That's cute. I just thought it was a really nice touch. Uh, There were a couple of directors um, who were lined up to potentially direct this, including Guillermo del Toro. Oh. Interesting. And uh, maybe the weirdest bird of all to eat, Brad Bird, the uh, director of The Incredibles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it weirder to eat the director of the Incredibles? Yeah, than a yeah. You know what? You're, yeah, it, you know what? Yes, it is weirder to eat the director of the Incredibles, Brad Bird, than it is to eat a penguin. Excellent. <laughs> I'll let Charles Darwin know. Um, um, that would have been interesting. I mean, I think Peter Lord did a. It was Peter Lord, wasn't it? It was yeah. Peter Lord. Yeah. Um, I think he did a really great job. Obviously, mm. um, but you know, I would have liked to have seen either of those. I think. Yeah. Gamma Del Torres would have been much weirder. Like. There would have been like six Krakens. It yeah, there would, oh, yeah, there would have been definitely Krakens in it. Yeah. Queen Victoria would have been much more grotesque. Yeah. Could have, uh, yeah, I, th- I think Peter Lord was a good choice. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and finally, we've got some alternate casting. So cool. th- there is essentially an entire alternate cast on the IMDb trivia. Wow. So uh, I'm going to give you... Um, didn't they Didn't they change some of the voices for... Some were changed for the, the American release. And yeah. It, I think it was mostly like the... Um, the side characters. So I think like, um, I think the albino pirate wasn't Russell Tovey. It was somebody else, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is like an entirely different cast and I just want your yes or no. Okay, great. Um, so for the role of the pirate captain, instead of Hugh Grant, Jim Sturgis. Oh yeah. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I see that. All right. Better than Hugh Grant or? Mm. I, st- I, think, I, I mean, like Hugh Grant. It'd be hard for me to, Picture anyone okay. Hugo, I think he did, he um, did for the role of the pirate with the scarf. So you've got Martin Freeman, who is the most obvious person to be the that. straight man. Yeah, who is it? Because they went for Adam Sandler. Ew. <laughs> oh no. No. Why? <laughs> oh, hey, Pirate King. It's a me, Pirate with the scarf. That would have been terrible. Yeah. I hate Adam Sandler. Mm. <laughs> okay, good to know. Um, instead, uh, if a Queen Victoria, one of the other options was Melissa McCarthy. Nah, no. Cutting an American as Queen Victoria is yeah. weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, Steve Carell for Charles Darwin. <sighs> I mean, it's just, uh, I, yeah, I guess he would have been fine, but it's just it's weird casting Americans, Americans or just non-English. Yeah. Actors in these roles. Yeah, well, I, I mean, David Tennant's Scottish. Hmm. I guess, um, but he was. I guess, I guess, non UK, UK yeah, non-British actors. actors yeah. yeah. Um, okay. How about for the Pirate King, Patrick Stewart? Oh, see, that would have worked just oh. as well as he was linked. He was one of the people. Linked. He would have been just as good as Brian Blessed. I reckon. Like, yeah, just you, in a different way. Another, yeah. yeah, but just like another iconic voice. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they obviously had Salma Hayek for Cutlass Liz. Uh, Shakira was a potential other option. Oh, okay. I don't really know what she sounds like. Um, she just sings. Nur, 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 nur. Yeah. She did the. She played the. Uh, she played the gazelle in Zootopia. I haven't seen Zootopia. Oh man, so. that's quite good actually. That's a good. Film. I've heard it's very good. Uh, she's the one that goes waka waka hey hey waka waka hey hey it's time for Africa. Nope, don't remember that one. Don't know that one. I know like the big one, the hips don't lie song. Oh yeah, I, know that. I remember that one. Oh, yeah, I probably yeah. should have gone with that one. Let's be real. Yeah. Mm. Um, for Pegleg Hastings, they have Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Mm. Hello, other pirates. Hello, Mr. Wayne. I mean, pirates. 
I don't think that would have suited. No, no. Mm. That was Lenny Henry's character. It was, yeah. Yeah, no. No, Lenny Henry was pretty much perfect. And uh, instead of the surprisingly curvaceous pirate, uh, they had Tina Fey. Oh, yeah. I just don't think this list is very good. No, Um, me either. Again, I mean, unless this is like... For the American release, they wanted these act. This was just a, this was just a list of other actors that right, were considered, okay. so, and it, it's on IMDb <sighs> trivia, so you do have to take it with a big sure, handful of salt. Sure. No, but it. again, um, I just don't think she. Again, I think she would have made the subtleness of the joke less dis- subtle. Less subtle, yeah, yeah. Just disappear or disappear entire, entirely. Mm. You know that that the joke of that character depends on having a, a fairly subtle performance. Mm. Um, which it was Ashley Jensen's, I don't know. Uh, Ashley Jenkin, I think. Jenkin? Or Jensen. Something like that, anyway. Mm. Um, I think she did it really, really well. Mm. You know, going a little bit softer than, oh, hey, go, going down deep again, you know. Mm. It wasn't much. I feel like Tina Fey would have really bunged that on mm. and it would have just taken away from the, from the joke. Mm. So ultimately, we're just not interested in that particular. No, no. I think that list is pretty, yeah. pretty. Well. He, Patrick Stewart, maybe, probably. Yeah, we'll would have been happy. Would have been just as happy with yeah. him. But we're everyone happy else with can... we're happy with Ashley Jensen and uh, everyone else, as opposed to the Adam Sandler Morgan Freeman film that was being suggested. Ooh, that's rough. Mm. That is a rough. Popeyes movie. dodos are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it. Oh, I'm just very glad that decision wasn't. Yeah, made. yeah, yeah. We we touched on the themes of the movie very briefly, and I do think I think also the the, the idea of conservation comes yeah. through quite a lot in the, in the film. Yeah, yeah. you know, is you know, kind of exemplified by Polly the dodo, um, and and how easily you know uh, it can be taken away from us, and mm. you know, but the the not so subtle digs at people in power. Using the environment for profit, yeah. you know, and 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 um, status by Queen Victoria having her endangered species dinner. Hmm. Um, I just thought that was a, a really nice little touch. That um, there's not much to say about it. I guess it's I just think a, it's, a, it's, a nice yeah. it's another theme that I think the movie handles quite deftly. Hmm. All right. Well, with that in mind, shall we score the film? Yep. All right, Ellen. We'll start with you because that was your. First time watching Pirates Band of Misfits, what would you give it out of 10? Um, I don't know, maybe like a good solid seven. Good solid seven? Yeah, yeah. like, I feel like, again, I probably would I probably would have enjoyed this a lot more seeing it as an eight-year-old, but, you know, you had to get to 30 before I saw it, but that's fine. Um, hmm. Yeah, like, it was, it was good fun. I feel like it's something that I would watch again. It's not something that I would be like, oh, it was awful and dreadful and kind of meh. It was, it was really good fun. P- I mean, part of it, I was enjoying watching you watching it because I feel like it's more a you film mm. than a me film. Like, I enjoyed it, but I feel like you really enjoyed it. That's, like, that's fair. So, um, yeah, I'll give, it a, I'll give it a solid solid seven. All right. What about you, Patrick? I love this film. Still love this film. I'm going to give it nine hams. But you know what? I'm going to give it 10 hams out of 10. This is a 10 out of 10 film. Yeah, because you know what? Like these, the giving movies a number is... Arbitrary. Know, a bit arbitrary. Well, not arbitrary, but it's a bit like, you know, <laughs> the fact... The fa- I give it a 10 because I just... There's not a moment where I go... I get bored mm. or anything like that. I'm sure it has its flaws, as, as we've discussed, but I, I, I think it's a 10 because I don't care about them. <laughs> you know what? That is entirely fair. And as yeah. we, you know, as we usually say, the scoring system... 
is completely arbitrary. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it 10 hams excellent. out of 10. Well, that's a lot of ham. Yeah. Uh, they, they'd be thrilled with that. Yeah. For, for me, um, given that the scoring system is arbitrary, I, I, I do have to say, as much as I like the film, I just have this sense of a little bit of of something's missing. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if I'm a damaged person that needs reviewing. That's You're just an old man I, now, No, it's Stephen. that one. It's, it, it's, okay, the, it's, the, it's the damaged one. Okay, well, with that in, in, in mind... I still really enjoyed it, and um, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it seven and a half Girl Scout disguises <laughs> out of ten. I, I really loved just how how much they loved the fact they had disguises. Yeah, the no, master no, of disguises. Yeah, Charles, it's us. We disguise the scientists now. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought there were some really, really lovely jokes. I'm aware that, like, as a nine, ten year old, I'd be given this like twenty out of ten. Yeah, I would absolutely yeah. be loving it. Um, you're an old man now. I'm an old, decrepit man, and the world has gotten to me. But yeah, you know, it's it's it is a really lovely film, and I will definitely watch this again. Um, it is it is really lovely, but it's also I'm I'm also just aware that it's not an outstanding film. So for me, it, it falls right in the seven and a half out of ten category. Mm. Um, and that brings us to an end of this uh, pirate edition of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. So uh, Patrick and Ellen, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having Oh, pirate. I had one and I've lost it. That's okay. No, you know what I was going to do? I was going to say billions of blue blistering barnacles when that's not a pirate. That's, that's Captain Haddock. That's Tintin. So. He's slightly pirate. He's kind of, he acts like a pirate. He's not really a pirate. Mm. Now, Red Rackham was a pirate. <laughs> there we go. We're going from Tintin. You should do the Tintin movie. We probably yeah. should. Yeah. yeah, I saw that in gold class. Ooh. Well, we can't offer those same conditions here. I know, I know, it's a shame. Uh, okay. It's nothing quite like getting a cheeseburger midway through a Tintin movie. Uh, that sounds like slang for something. Uh, but... <laughs> no. Hey, man, man. <laughs> you want a cheeseburger through a Tintin? You know what I, I mean? got a cheeseburger halfway through a Tintin movie, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, my God. For those of you listening at home, thank you very much for listening to this episode. We are available on Facebook. You can find us by searching for the Cinema Catch-Up Club there. We're also on Patreon. You can become an official member of the club, part of our crew, if you will, and receive additional uh, audio-based booty uh, by becoming a member over at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Podcast. And make sure that you are subscribed to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you catch these particular podcasts so that you can get more episodes as they come. But that's all for this week. So until next time... What the plank, you scurvy landlubbers? Oh, where's your rum gone? I'm Johnny Depp Sparrow. And now, as promised, a preview clip from episode one of the science fiction radio play series, Atlantis. Floor 34, Honderlatz Laboratory. Visitors are reminded that Atlantis labs are not responsible for any injuries sustained of a physical, mental, or spiritual nature during your visit. Well, that's comforting. Hello? Nothing to worry about, Dorothy. 
a quiet corridor doesn't mean these crazy scientists opened up a, a portal to some godforsaken place and unleashed who knows what on the base. They're probably all studying. Yeah, studying. That's what scientists do. They're just professional nerds. Nerds with qualifications. There's nothing at all down here. Pardon so- this intrusion. <laughs> You appear to have discharged your firearm into my face. That wasn't very nice. (laughs) Sir, you have to run! There's a monster of some kind in the corridor! We have to evacuate! Oh no, don't tell me the doc didn't lock the cage properly. What? I keep telling her that she needs to push against the door when she closes that latch. Sir, we have to leave now! What did it look like? Blue and furry? Or turquoise and wavy? Uh, It was orange and bulgy. Orange and bulgy? It's coming. Get to the evacuation chutes and warn Chief Castain we have an unknown creature on the loose. Wait. Don't mean lug, do you? Lug. Senior technician, this person just shot me in the face and then ran away. I am confused as to their intentions. Is this your monster? Yes. What is it? It's okay. They're friendly. Well, normally anyway. I've never shot Lug in the face before. If you enjoyed the clip from episode one of Atlantis that you have just heard, you can hear the entire thing over at www.atlantisradioplay.com. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.